magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 9th, seven minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Are you ready, Rob? I'm going to sing for you. I'm so glad you're back, by the way. Oh, thank you. Did you miss me terribly? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. In every single way imaginable. I, I can only imagine. We started several rumors about where you were and what you were doing. I'm really? sorry for all of those. Where did you say I was? Well, I can't speak of them on these airwaves because this is a family program. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you're back. Yeah, me too. And I am. Look as wonderful as ever, by the Aren't way. Aren't you being sweet this morning? Uh, let's talk about Fanny Willis. What you talking about, What's Willis? Fanny, what you talking it's about? It's a Fanny affair. Okay, so this is the Fulton County District Attorney, right? This is the one who's uh, trying to get Donald Trump thrown in jail for election interference, yes, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, so she has now been accused of hiring her romantic partner to prosecute Trump. What? Yes, yes. Uh, she approved over half a million dollars in pay for him and she's taken some vacations with him. <laughs> what do we think? Oh my goodness, if this is true, this case should be dismissed and done with. Uh, well, done. well, I mean the whole case, the case should have been done to begin with, but it does show. I mean, so number 1, it shows the power of being able to weaponize justice against people you don't like. And um we have long talked about how justice should be blind. People in positions of authority, whether they are local prosecutors or judges or attorneys general, your politics should not matter at all in that position. You really want apolitical people in those posts because their job is to, oh, well, the Constitution, enforce the law. And what you have seen uh, uh, under the past 15, 20 years is the Democrats, and we talked about this last week, have been great while the Republicans were focused on, hey, we've got to win governor's races and we've got to take back the Senate. The Democrats were like, ah, that's cute. We're going to go for the judges. Mm -hmm. We're going to go for the prosecutors and we're going to go for the school boards because famously, you know, the famous quote from Andrew Jackson, you've made your order, now let's see you enforce it. And so they have put radically left Marxist communist in many cases individuals in these prosecutorial or judicial positions and they're not interested in justice they're not interested in administering the law they're interested in infecting the legal system with their radical left politics and so oftentimes these people who sit on these fake phony moral high horses these better than everyone else these people are supposedly in search of truth and justice in the american way are complete scumbags themselves Mm -hmm. and do as i say not as i do and it's true of all both parties this woman just happens to be a radically left democrat 
and you're potentially seeing that in in this case. Well, it's completely fraudulent if it's true, and it's alleged that this guy, her palm, uh, what, what's the word? Palm, palm, I have no palm idea. More. Her, her, what her, are you speaking English, Casey? Her dude. Oh, there has you go. Never tried a case the, before. The guy she was doing the hokey pokey. Paramore. With. That's the word. The I'm what? Looking for. The paramore. What the what? I've never heard that word before. The hokey pokey partner. Oh, <laughs> what? that's a word. There's a word for somebody you're doing the. Hokey pokey with? Yeah. Um, but if in fact. Kev, wait a second. What's, is this a French word or what is this? Yeah. Kev, have you ever heard of this? You're a world traveler. I know there's a band called Paramore. <laughs> that's all That's all I know about that. But if it's true, um, so the American taxpayer is the one who's paying for these two to go on these what? trips together. Yes. Well, and but, paying his salary. All right. So, yes, by the way, when you put Paramore into your Google search, mm-hmm. the band is the first thing that comes <laughs> up. Kevin, well, thank you, you so much for that. Uh, of course. But this is not new. Brad Klopstein and I were talking about this the other day. You've been gone so long. I can't remember which day it was that mm-hmm. you weren't here. Sure. Remember. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> and that's the pot calling the kettle black. Remember, I was gone two days. <laughs> uh, remember Mark Sanford, who was the governor of mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had him pegged as a potential presidential candidate at some point. And he, remember, he just disappeared into the ether and nobody knew where he was. He pulled a Lloyd Austin and nobody knew where he was. And then it turns out he's in some foreign country hiking through the mountains with his mistress. Mm -hmm. These people have no scruples, no morals, no regard. I mean, you and I sit here and we talk about this all the time about, oh my gosh, if you're an elected person, you are in charge of public money. It is such an honor to be bestowed as someone who has had it done to them, the public trust. And every dollar you spend is someone else's dollar and every move you make is done on the backs of someone else. And shouldn't we have you know, every single expense being, you know, evaluated to the nth degree. And these people, whether it's Fannie, what you're talking about, Willis or Sanford or whoever else, <laughs> they're playing government. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when you were a kid, did you, you know, play cops and robbers? Did you play house? These people are playing government. They're unserious people. In the case of Fannie Willis, she's a radically left lunatic, Mm -hmm. and she has weaponized her position to try to take out Donald Trump and everyone in his orbit. Now, it's being reported that the two did travel together to places like Washington, D.C., even New York City, and you could argue that that was for business. But it's also being reported that they took a Royal Caribbean cruise together, and they've been to Napa Valley together. The cruise, no way. You can't explain that away. Yeah, but this but this is the it is this shows the narcissism and it's really in many ways it's sociopathic behavior of these people because if you're Fanny, what you talking about, Willis, and we talk about this with powerful people all the time who have inappropriate relationships with subordinates. I mean, there's a big thing now, Abdul reported in his cheat sheet, where a bunch of these lawmakers this year are being denied female like legislative assistance because they don't trust them. And the management over there knows what a bunch of just scumbags a lot of these dudes are. And they're like, you can't have a woman work under you because we know your propensity to, to whatever. Now, whether that's true or not, Abdul's really good on this stuff. And so- uh, Sounds yeah. like something for the ethics but, committee. Well, but we see this all we see this stuff all the time. You see it in Hollywood. You see it, you know, in in business. You can have a relationship where people can have a relationship and have the access and means to have a relationship with whoever you want, and yet they choose to have relationships with people who can get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. The only reason you do that is because you get off 
on the, the power, power the power that comes with it and the ability to have power and in this case Fannie Willis sticking a middle finger to the taxpayers knowing a clear breach if indeed this occurred has ha- or is happening has happened while she's doing this and they don't care mm-hmm. they do not care these politicians they do not care about you at all and now unfortunately so many of these prosecutors and judges are politicians look at what we're going through in our own state right now with the attorney general what a disgrace Todd Rokita is and a guy who will not shut his mouth and will not play by the rules of the road that comes with being an attorney, which he knew were the rules of the road when he got into the game of being an attorney general where you have to have a law license and he won't stop because these politicians believe no one is more important than them. Who are you to intercede, Casey Daniels? Who are you to tell them what they can and can't do? Don't you know how important they are? Rule schmools. They don't matter for these people. <laughs> okay, so the uh, Department of Homeland Security had a lot to say yesterday, and we're going to get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. <laughs> 20 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey. <laughs> it's 93 WIBC. Let's talk about the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. Yesterday, he was touting his record on managing the border down south, the U.S.-Mexico border. Of course he was. And then he went on to blame Congress for legislative paralysis. So here's a guy who's taking zero accountability for his job performance. And of course, this happening just days before the uh, House impeachment hearing against him. So we use the phrase legislative paralysis. Mm -hmm. Uh, You notice they always like use just bizarro phrase. Let's face it. And I'm not talking about people who work in the government who are like rank and file government people. You know, those many of those people are fine and wonderful. And I have many, many people who do that who are friends. I'm talking about like the higher up people, Mm -hmm. the people who elevate either like in this case, you know, a cabinet level type person or the politicians themselves. Let's face it, Casey. The overwhelming majority of these people are complete weirdos. I mean, they are just complete utter weirdos if you saw them at a denny's you'd point at them and laugh and they have because they many of them were just weirdos and nerds and losers in life they this is their version of joining the cool kids club and many many of these people are complete complete incompetent buffoons and the refusal to take ownership if you notice in politics, there is almost always a complete refusal to take ownership of any sort. Now, if something good happens, they want all the credit. But when something doesn't go right, Pass it's always someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. There is plenty of money to secure the southern border. Mm-hmm. There have been plenty of resources allocated to secure the southern border. It is not a monetary issue. It is a you, in the case of Mayorkas, and the master that you serve, which is a group of radically, uh, an administration that is radically left, run run by far left lunatics, is wholly invested in mass illegal immigration because you believe those people will create one, a dependency on the government, which you live and lust for, and two, those same people will then birth an entire generation of largely Democrat voters. It's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of will. It is a lack of desire. There is a reason that when Donald Trump, I mean, they had three million plus illegal border crossings this past year. There is a reason that in 2017, it was 310,000 under Donald Trump. There was a desire to secure the southern border. There was a will to secure the southern border. 
There was an emphasis to secure the southern border. And the people who coming were coming to the country illegally knew that there was no, they were not going to get away with it. They were not going to be allowed to stay here and shuffle around and do as they please. They aren't coming here because of climate change. They aren't coming here because things have just magically gotten worse in their country. Things in many cases, suck in their country of origin now, and they suck in their country of origin in 2017. They're coming here, Casey, because they are told by Biden and by the Biden administration, we want you here. If we catch you, we will just release you into the ether and beg you to come back in two years for your court date. There's no punishment in breaking the law. So the immigrant, uh, the pace that they're coming in will overshadow the great state of Ohio at this point if they don't do something about it. But it would be almost be more sincere if Mayorkas would say, hey, I'm just following orders. But instead, he's in complete denial. And he was saying that it could not be further from the truth that he's not enforcing our nation's laws. Some have accused DHS of not enforcing our nation's laws. This could not be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Having begun my public service career as a federal prosecutor for 12 years, ultimately serving as the United States attorney, there is nothing I take more seriously than our responsibility to uphold the law. And the men and women of DHS are working around the clock to do so. So it's an unrelenting stream of people. And why is it they always feel the need to explain their resume when they're in situations like this? But I've done this, 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 and this. Okay, great. You're not doing anything now. Yeah, that's an interesting point. The resume for them is the livelihood. And so many of these people, and it's true in both parties, who elevate up the latter that elevation is their life's ambition it is all about the next thing the next pin on the chest the next resume check and they put that ahead of of family they put that ahead of country they put that ahead uh, uh, you know of community their whole life is about that resume because that's where they draw a sense of self-worth from so he went on to say that the uh, record-breaking number of illegal immigrants who've crossed the southern border in december was a lack of the mexican enforcement oh, sure. so now he's also blaming another country but i want you to listen to this in 2007 when he was just a senator here's joe biden declaring that no great nation has uncontrolled borders he went on to warn that america must build a border fence and increase border agents to secure the nation against drug terror and illegal immigration my 2007 to 2024, things have changed. It makes sense that no great nation can be in a position where they can't control their borders. It matters how you control your borders. Mm. Not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things. So that's the first sort of truism. The second truism is that that this nation is such that people in the country should have the first opportunity to be able to have jobs that pay well and have jobs that are decent and that after that the second crack goes to what we may need from other parts of the world or other or or any other input it almost sounds like he was saying things just to get himself elected, not what he actually believes. Well, I think, first of all, I, 
I'm not sure he remembers saying that. If you were to present him with that tape, he would claim it's computer doctored. I'm not sure Biden's mentally capable of remembering what he said. But I think that's what Biden actually believes. There's all sorts of stuff uh, of Biden years ago sounding moderately conservative, especially on socially related issues. Casey, he wrote the crime reform bill that mm-hmm. over overwhelmingly punished low-level drug offenses, which were predominantly black people. And then he, you know, as the audacity say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I mean, this guy, this guy is obviously- Changed. Well, he's changed mentally, he's changed physically, but he's also morphed into, because again, politician, Mm -hmm. not what I am, but what I believe people want me to believe or, or be, or what I believe I need to be in order to secure support from people. And this is the- kind of overwhelming theme with our country now at all levels is a, and we talk about it a lot here, it's a crisis of leadership. It's a crisis of people willing to stand up for what they believe. It's a crisis of people willing to say, this is right and this is wrong. And if I got to be punished politically for being right, then I'm willing to do that. People aren't willing to do that. He sounded like a fairly rational person in that clip you just played, because that is sort of a mainstream American position, much of it, on how to deal with immigration. But he's not interested in in the position of mainstream America or rational because the goal is not workers. The goal is not filling jobs that are needed. The goal is to get all these people in the country because they want them for their votes. Almost sounds like a lack of conviction. It's uh, now being said that 93% of Americans now call the border a crisis or a serious problem and want his administration to step up their efforts. All all right, uh, uh, let's take a break. Uh-huh. When we come back, Mike is going to be with with us. He is embarking on something that I just absolutely, I cannot believe. I think it's very dangerous for his health, but he doesn't seem concerned at all. Yeah. And the legislative session is the the uh, overachievers down the street from us uh, are, are back uh, working on our behalf. And news, this will come as a big surprise to you, Casey. Uh, no big ideas whatsoever. Absolutely <laughs> nothing, uh, no, nothing that's going to benefit you in any shape, form, or fashion. My shocked face. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. When Jesus was an only son, as he walked up Calvary Hill. 93WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the WIBC hotline, joined by the conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, uh, the legislative session has begun, and it feels like another year we are void of any big, bold ideas for helping the people when it comes to the Republicans. You're friends with all these people. What say you? <laughs> well, I have heard. I, I mean, you're not wrong. I've, I have heard that they're going to uh, try to stay away from anything that's controversial. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you gotta you gotta wonder how much fight is left in some of these people. And that, that's the thing. Like, if you if you get into the political world, you have to know you are entering into an arena, and there will be fights. There's going to be people who say the worst things about you ever. There's going to be people who, you know, try to disparage you at, at every turn. But that's that's what you you signed up for. And so whenever I hear a legislator say, "Hey, we want to stay away from controversial issues this session." 
to me, I'm just like, why did you get into politics in the first place? Politics has always been divisive. It will continue to be divisive. It doesn't mean uh, we, we get a pass of doing the right things just because somebody might might be upset with us. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Democrats come out, and we all know what the Democrats are, but in their agenda priority list, they add, we'd like to help the people with the property tax. And I'm sitting here going, what world are we living in where it's now the Democrats who are like, hey, one of our priorities would be to help you with your out-of-control property taxes, and the Republicans once again appear to be like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, I think I think it's disingenuous for the Democrats to be saying this right now because they really don't mean it, but they are seeing the political win that mm-hmm. that issue has, and that's where I question the Republicans. I'm like, guys, you you should be the party that wants to limit taxes. Property taxes is a great issue to take up politically speaking. People on both sides of the aisle want this done. What are you doing? Yeah. And, I- and- yeah, I, go ahead, I, I was thinking the same thing, Micah, that it sounds like, yeah, it's easy for them to say, hey, we want to help with property taxes, knowing full well that they're not going to be able to do anything. So they're just trying to use it as a talking point. Exactly. And so when you hear Democrats say that, just know they really don't mean it. Like they would sell you out to communist China in a heartbeat. Uh, they're just trying to win votes. And they know that this this issue matters with with Hoosiers. And uh, and but again, where's the Republican leadership on this one specific issue? And and I think we could point to a lot of issues, but specifically property taxes. Rob, Casey, you and I, we've we've, we've talked about this for for a, over a year now. Like this is a political just slam dunk. I don't understand what is holding them back from dealing with the the rising property taxes. And people are just getting everywhere I go around the state when I'm when I'm talking to to people. I, they, this is one of the number one issues. They say I'm getting killed with my property taxes, why isn't anyone doing anything? Yeah, and it's interesting because we have five people running for governor. You've got Mike Braun, who's running ads about how he's going to secure the border and stop China, and then the rest of them, there's no... I mean, there's there's nothing from these people, and it's like, there's five of you. Wouldn't one of you have some super big, bold ideas where you're like, that's cool, I'm kind of fired up about that. Even if you don't mean it, it would give me something to talk about. You, Micah Beckwith, are far more interesting than the five people running for governor <laughs> oh stop it you're just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh stop i mean it, it is it's just like i look at this and, and i think you hit the nail on the head which is these people don't want to fight because they want to be in the position they're more comfortable their whole goal is to stay in office not help the people and so their default mechanism is let's do the least amount possible that'll ruffle the least amount of feathers possible and then we'll be back here together next year and we'll be reelected for two or four more years yeah, and I think that's that's the key right there. Why is this year, why is it so important not to have any controversial subjects happen at the legislature? Because we've got an election coming up in a, in a few short months. And this is what um, this is what I saw last year on the library board um, when the municipality elections were happening. Uh, a lot of our local leaders, uh, mayors and and council members, they were they were coming to me privately say, whoa, 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 you can't be. You can't be getting porn out of the kids section right now because uh, because we got an election coming up and we don't want to lose our seats. And so we got to be really strategic about this. This is why, you know, county chairs are always hesitant to do anything that that's bold around the election time because they don't want to lose. And to me, what I say is, listen, guys, do what's right all the time. No matter the no matter the cost, and guess what? That will produce wins. I mean, that's the thing that I just don't understand. When the people look at you, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, doesn't matter. If they say that guy's doing what's right all the time, 
they're, people are going to rally behind that. And so, so that's the type of leadership we need. And I, and I, I just don't see it a whole lot from – from Indiana GOP leadership, unfortunately. Micah, now you and Rob have both said that they don't want to do anything controversial, and they've even promised a quieter, non-budget session. But don't you think on some level that the Medicaid reimbursement, the large water transfers, the holding a large group of third graders back is controversial? (laughs) I think 100% it's controversial. I mean... Again, this is uh, there's people. We're actually having we have a rally here in just uh, in just an hour and a half. Down Wait, no, no. Answer the question, then let's get into that because you and I had a long conversation about this last night. I don't want you to steal my thunder on this. You answer the lady's question, then we'll talk about the I mean, anti leap rally. I'm thinking as a parent, and you've got the governor saying, "Hey, we're considering holding a whole big group of third graders back." You're like, "Whoa, whoa, what?" Yeah. Heck no! And this is this is so government, Casey. They create the problem, yes, and then they they screw over the people to try to fix the problem, which creates more problems. And it's like, no, no, no! You don't get to hold me back and hold my child back because of uh, of your issue. You fix you, and you let us do us. And and so that, but you're right. They, this is there's going to be some controversial subjects that they're going to have to deal with, and. That whenever leadership goes into an, uh, a session and say we don't want any controversy, what they're doing is they're all they're they're basically neutering any of the bold uh, leadership that could come out from the legislators. Because now every legislator is going to be thinking, well, if I say this, is that going to make is that going to ruffle feathers too much? And I don't really want to say the right thing or the wrong thing, so I'm just not going to say anything at all. And that's not the leadership we need right now. That's my new approach. I'm not going to say anything at all, Casey. <laughs> Please, I don't want to say the right thing or the wrong thing. I, I think that's what they're paying you for. <laughs> But uh, don't you think it's a little, I don't know, disingenuous? They're like, oh, we're going to hold all these third graders back, and then many of them turning around blaming the parents. Yeah, oh, it's completely disingenuous. And, and, you know, I would have more respect for them if they say, hey, guys, like this this is our solution that we're putting forth because of the problem Mm -hmm. that we made, right? Like if they just came out and said, we did this, we're sorry, we should have not done this, we should have not shut schools down during COVID, we should have not masked up kids, we should have not done these things, but we did, we own it, and here's a solution we're putting forth. Even if they said it that way, or it, that would I would have much more respect for even that, because at least now I can say, okay, you're, you're coming to the table and you're being honest about what has happened. Right now, they're kind of doing this, well, it's not our fault, we're just trying to fix a problem that I don't know how it got here, it just got here, so we're just <laughs> You know, we're going to try to do something about it. It's like, no, we all know how it got here, and you, government, are the reason it got here. Uh, Mike, Micah Beckwith is our guest. Uh, before we uh, ask Beckwith this question here, Casey, mm-hmm. I feel like, now, I could be wrong. You're the voice of reason on this program. Uh, I feel like we have done more than our fair share for the LEAP people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to if you're a farmer or you're a person in Tippecanoe County getting your water stolen or you're just a pissed-off taxpayer who's mad that a half billion dollars of your money is going to help the largest – uh, some of the largest, most successful corporations in the world. I feel like we have been the voice of the voiceless for the anti-leap people, right? Yeah. I mean, we had that spat with mouthy Matt Gentry, uh-huh. the mayor out there in <laughs> in, uh, in Lebanon, yeah. uh, who was a real tough guy once he got out of these uh, studios and got real mouth. I mean, I feel like we have done our part. And then Beckwith tells me last night that there's some anti-leap rally today downtown, and we weren't even informed about it. What? Micah, what is going on? <laughs> okay, I, I, you know how I said you, you might want to, you know, we need to own our mistakes and things like that. So I, I that might have been my fault. I think, 
Because last week I was asked to reach out to you guys and let you guys. <laughs> oh, boy. Hello. Wait, wait, wait. So they were like, hey, Micah, there's this big thing, and Rob and Casey have been super supportive of our cause. You're bestest buddies with Rob. Maybe you could just reach out to him, let him know, and you're like, sure, I'll take care of that. Something like, I mean, I can't remember <laughs> that conversation. But, but I, you know, in my defense, I did tell you. I told you. Did what, I not? Last night. <laughs> I text Micah before the show, the night before, he just said, hey, I'd like to talk about these things. What's on your list? And he's like, hey, there's a big anti-leap rally today at the <laughs> at the, uh, at the state house. Well, Micah, tell us when and where and what's going on. Yeah, it's starting at 11 o'clock at the state house. So just Plenty of that. time to get there, Casey. Oh, sure. Pl- oh, 11 o'clock while <laughs> we're on the air, but go ahead. Hey, you know what? If you're listening to this and you got, you can swing over to the state house, but we Here's the here's the thing, you know. I I know you guys are doing important work at eleven to noon, right? I I didn't want to I didn't want to make you guys feel uncomfortable like you had to give up your important work. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the here's the yeah. thing, Micah. This anytime we talk about leap, it gives me an opportunity to rip on some of my favorite people. I can rip on Holcomb. I can rip on Chambers. I can rip on Mouthy Matt out there in Lebanon. I mean, there are so many opportunities to discuss the failures of some of our favorite failed politicians, and you have denied me that opportunity because <laughs> you were a terrible friend. You always tell me you do not do causes during football season, and last night was one of the biggest games of my life. And I just, you know, I, I wanted to be <laughs> Of his sports, life. You know. Uh, Micah, I did this, and I feel terrible, and we'll let you go with this, because I know Micah's a huge Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I do this when the Bears play the Packers. I bet on, the on, the, on in this case, Michigan, because I wanted them to lose. And so that way I can't lose either I'm going to win money, as I did last night, or the team I want to lose. I will gladly spend $5 to see Michigan lose. They did win. I know you're very ecstatic. I, I it was an answer to prayer. We it's not it's no coincidence. We started our 21 days of prayer last night at 6:30 at Life Church, and uh, and then wouldn't you know, Michigan brought home the, the W. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I just think you know the Lord hears our prayers. That's all I got to say. No, I'm doing no soda and no alcohol for 21 days, Casey. I was a wreck last night at about 11 o'clock. You were one that cocktail. I huh? said, why am I so tired? And then I realized because Micah is screwing my existence pressuring me to do this 21 days of fasting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually it's for it's for god but micah is the conduit so i blame micah give it a few more days you'll feel better it, it's uh, 21 days is a long time i mean that's three weeks so uh we're uh, i i'm i'm giving up food and uh boy i tell you what for last, 21 last, straight last, days i mean i'm yeah i'm gonna try <laughs> You're fasting you will for be, 21 you will days? You be dead, Micah. You cannot fast for 21 straight days. Hey, man does not live on bread alone. This is a, oh, this is so God. interesting because we were having this conversation with my dad last night about the fasting, and uh, we were t- my dad was like, people are not going to eat for 21 days? And I said, no, no one would be that stupid. And now it turns out Micah Beckwith is going to not eat for 21 days. We found days. someone. <laughs> No, there's a lot of people that are doing that. And, and here's the thing, you know, Moses fasted for 40 days on Mount Sinai. He actually gave up food and water. He didn't drink or anything for 40 Micah, days. Micah, there's no Micah. He's going to be really Noah. fun next I am, week. I am not Moses, Micah. I just I I I'm going to keep I'm going to send a home health care expert over there to keep an eye on you 24/7. <laughs> Hey, it's good. every time you fast, or whatever you're fasting for, however long you're fasting, the, the point is, is when you kind of feel that urge to come on and do the thing, you turn to the Lord and say, Lord, all right, sustain me in this moment. Help me to uh, just seek you in this. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of giving up the physical needs 
but that's amazing. Good- this is a- seriously no food at all. You're not joking. I'm not. No, I'm not joking. I mean, this again, is amazing. I'm, I'm going. I've never done a fast that long before, but, but you know, I really feel like this is you know I gotta I gotta do that. So, I've done a day fast. I, I would if you, I would vote for you if you pull this off. I don't care what underachiever is the actual nominee for governor. If you pull off 21 days with no food, I will vote for the Republican. If you're the lieutenant governor this nominee, this is far more interesting to me than talking about the Indiana legislators. Um, so, <laughs> Micah, I, I've given up the booze, the smokes, the cannabis. I'm eating healthy now, but I've, I'm like I'm still eating. Why are you giving up food? Well, because again, when you have those urges to eat, and when your body's going through that, it, it prompts your spirit. Say, all right, Lord, I'm coming to you now. Please sustain me. I mean, Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness when he, when he, before he started his ministry. And so, there's, there's a lot. Of, the Lord says in Scripture very clearly, he says, when you fast, um, I will reward you. Right. So there's going to be blessings that come through fast, but it really kind of tunes your spirit into the spirit of the Lord when you're fasting because it's it's kind of prompting you in the physical, like, oh, man, something doesn't feel right. Yeah, you're hungry. Now I feel like so bad that I was so high and mighty yesterday about my soda and alcohol ban for 21 days. Uh, Micah Beckwith, you're the best. We hope you're alive a week from now. We'll look forward to talking to you then. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Love you guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Number one, that's what they are. Good morning, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Michigan rate retained their number one spot in the final AP Top 25 rankings. That after they won the game last night, 34-13 to 13 against Washington. Uh, Notre Dame, oh, Rob, our Notre Dame, they're at number 14 oh, on the wow. AP Top 25 Well, they won bowl. the Sun Bowl, Casey. <laughs> they were very dominant over Oregon State in mm-hmm. the Sun Bowl. Uh, I'm always torn on this, so uh, I did what I, I do when – like the Bears played the Packers on Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday, so I bet on the Packers on the money line. So that well, that way I can't lose. If the yeah. Bears win, I'm very happy. If the Packers win, I win money. I did the same thing last night. I bet Michigan on the money line because I wanted uh, that cheater Harbaugh to lose, <laughs> but that, I won money, so I'm never going to complain about winning money. So I was n- neutral in the game last night. Mm-hmm. Either way, I was going to come out a victor. That nose picker. Um, okay, so did you see the beginning of the game? Actually, before the game even started the music that was playing i don't know if you paid any attention to that it was a do i strike you as the sort of person who would pay attention to the music before a football game casey isn't this something we're talking about the michigan game and the and the lady is talking about the music not the actual game but uh john williams was john williams you know famous composer oh yes he did raiders of the lost ark he did he did a jaws all the theme songs that's like but that's like they hired him to compose special music just for the college football playoff I love you. That was such a woman thing you just did there. You're like, you know who that is. I'm like, no, I really don't. You know who that. That's like saying like if you're an El- like somebody knows who Elvis is but doesn't know who Lieber and Stoller is. I mean, come on now, Rob. But after I told you, you knew who I was talking well, about. Well, I know Raiders of the Lost Ark. I still don't know who this guy <laughs> is, but I know the music for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Will he stay at Michigan? Will he go to the NFL? 
He gone. He gone? You think so? Oh, he's going to take the money. He's going to be like, good luck with your fines and penalties. I'm out of here. I'm out. All right, Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle. She's going to join us next, and we're going to talk about the Indiana legislature that's coming up from 93 WIBC. I see my red door.